What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rapture Radio. I'm your host, Stuart Amadon from Christchurch, Opelousas. Joining with me, as always, is Pastor Brandon Neely, the lead pastor from Christchurch, all locations. Good to see you, Pastor Brandon. What's up? Good, Good to be here. And joining with us for a second time, I can't believe he came back, it's Tim the Toolman Fraser. <laughs> that's right. I'm a special guest that is not as special the second time around. It's not, you know, that's true. You know, Hopefully this time you... You keep it between the ditches. You got a little out of hand on that last episode. That's right. I need some guardrails. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about the book of Micah, uh, chapters 4 and 5, the heart of the book of Micah. That's right, the heart. It's exciting. The, the heart of the chiastic structure. Ooh, see, throw all those cool words out there and people get impressed. Yo, you need to know the um, the fact that many of the Old Testament prophets wrote in chiastic structure. What is What is a chiasm, Pastor Brandon? Well, it is a poetic device, okay. uh, a rhetorical device. Google it. But what it does, it, it makes it hard for English readers to read chronologically. That's the issue with Jeremiah, right? Several, several of the Old Testament books mm-hmm. um, are hard to read because in our mind, it's left to right, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. We anticipate whatever they're going to write to be a chronological um, ta- tale, but like a historical like Jonah. narrative. Yeah. That's why Jonah is so popular, and everyone knows Jonah because it it really does go in order, the order of events. Yeah, that's easy for English speakers, readers to to pick yeah. up naturally. That's right. But like Micah, it seems to be a compilation of prophecies mm. that Micah made, and then they are compiled in a particular order. Yeah, I got and you. And the order is a chiastic order, mm. and that is that it emphasizes the main point right at the peak of the chiasm. I got you. So you could read Micah, you could read the first section of chapter 1, and the last section of uh, the last chapter of Micah, which I think is chapter 7, mm-hmm. and you could see that they mirror each other, and then sort of work your way up, going from left to right and right to left, mm-hmm. into like a pyramid structure, so to speak. And then doing that, you find the high point of that's the book, right. like the big which point. is going to be in the middle. Right. It's going to be in the middle. And that's just not a poetic device that uh, we use in English. Right. And so it's a little bit difficult, but once you know that, you can be better equipped to read the book. And, you, and, and, and what we're doing is we're just going right to the peak of the chiastic structure in chapter mm. four. Okay. All right. Well, let's it's the good right news. In. It's the good news. You know, Micah is filled with bad news. The Assyrians are coming, the Babylonians are coming. Everything's bad, you're all going to die, the whole city's going to get subdued, period. But good news right in the heart of it. Oh, okay. Good okay. news and that's interesting that the, the coming of the kingdom. That the, the author, Micah, felt the need to put the good news at the highest point. See, if you're, if you're reading it in English style, you don't recognize that that's even happening. You just see destruction, destruction, destruction everywhere. Mm-hmm. But then if you realize the style in which it's being written, you actually understand, oh, wait, no, the good news is the most important piece. That's right. It's the most important piece, especially for the remnant who was being faithful in Micah's day, mm. that they wouldn't lose hope, that they would continue to press on. Awesome. Very and cool. So it's applicable for us today as well. Mm. I like so it. we'll start in chapter 4, verse 1. All right, let's go. Micah chapter 4, verse 1, "...it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and it shall be lifted up above the hills. The peoples shall flow to it." Okay. Now, I don't want to say this too fast. I don't want to rush through this entire episode. I I don't mind if people want to double the speed of playback, but (laughs) I I hate that that anyone would have to slow the speed of playback, and and I have a propensity to speak too fast. Okay. And, uh, and you do, too. My bad. No, you're good. I had my you're radio good. voice on. It was good. It was delightful. <laughs> but I really don't want anyone to miss this prophecy. Okay. It says very clearly, the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established. 
as the highest of the mountains win in the latter days? Hmm. Is that in human history or at the end of human history? In the latter days. It's in the days. Mm-hmm. Whatever you take to be the latter days, and it doesn't really matter precisely how you take it okay. for our point. Okay. I would take it as the days between the first and the second coming of Christ okay. at the establishment of his kingdom when he was given the right hand of the Father and began to reign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter really for our purposes where precisely someone says the latter days are as long as they note that it is within human history. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is not after the days, it is not after he comes back, it is not um, after human history, it is not in a big bang at the end of human history. Right. It is in the latter days. In the latter what days. will come to pass? The mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains. Now, what are mountains in the Old Testament symbolic of? I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? It's where the gods dwelled. It's where right. your solutions to your problems came from. Garden of Eden, top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Temple, top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Mountains mm-hmm. in the Old Testament are symbolic of kingdoms. Right. Where did... Uh, Thrones, high places. Where did Moses go meet up with God? That's right. Top of a mountain. That's right. And the mountain of the Lord is now, the antitype of that is the kingdom. The throne of the kingdom is at the top, which is in heaven. Jesus Christ rules over his mountain kingdom. Mm. Remember what he said to the disciples, if they have faith, this mountain, referring to the Mount of Olives and the temple and the Jewish system, mm-hmm. will be cast into the sea, that is, scattered to the Gentiles, mm-hmm. but that the mountain of the Lord will be established as the highest of mountains. Mm-hmm. Not Jerusalem, not Gerizim, but in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. also called the house of the Lord, and we know, of course, that the household of the Lord is the church. Mm-hmm. We are his house, we are his temple, mm-hmm. which is uh, what that would be uh, translated as, and it will be highest. It will be over all the kingdoms of the earth. Mm. And what will happen? It shall be lifted up above the hills, that is, above all the kingdoms, and peoples, that is, nations, mm-hmm. shall flow to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can see that there is coming a time within human history where Zion, the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. will be the central, most powerful force on earth, Mm. and that all the other kingdoms will be in submission to it, and all these nations and peoples will flow to it. Mm. You know, we, you know, the saying, all roads lead to Rome, Mm -hmm. saying there's going to be a day when all roads lead to the kingdom of heaven, Amen. to the church, um, which is the, um, uh, a part of that kingdom. This is reminding me a lot of Jesus's discourse with the woman at the well as well, when she's like, what mountain are we going to do, and where should this happen? And Jesus makes the point, hey, in spirit and in truth. Yeah, they're still stuck in the types and in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Now in verse 2, we see that many nations shall come, come where? To that mountain, and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. So we see that within human history, there will come a day when the kingdom of God will be elevated above all other kingdoms, Mm -hmm. peoples and nations shall come to it, and they will say, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. Let's go to church. Mm. Let's let's access the throne. Mm -hmm. You know, the saints have access to the sanctuary, and the saints go up the mountain, the mountain of Zion, and they access the throne in prayer and in worship. But notice what they're going to say. It says, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, verse 2, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, Mm. Amen. and that we may walk in his paths. Mm. Mm -hmm. For out Mm -hmm. of Zion shall go forth the law. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that remind us of in Matthew 28, verse 19? I was, yeah, I was going there already in my head, you know, go therefore baptize 
all the nations mm-hmm. and teach them to obey all that I have commanded you. That's right. The church is called Zion, there in verse 2, mm-hmm. is called to preach the law and the gospel, of course, but mm-hmm. here it is being emphasized that we are to preach the law mm-hmm. because the nations desire to know how to walk in it, mm-hmm. how to walk in His paths, Amen. because they see high and lifted up and exalted the kingdom of God. And the word of the Lord, the law will go forth from Zion, that is the church, mm-hmm. which is the, at the heart of the kingdom, and the word of the Lord will go forth from Jerusalem, which here in the antitype is the new Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which is the church situated atop the mountain, mm-hmm. the kingdom of the Lord. Isn't that something? That's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. He's foretelling the, the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Right, right. What will he do when this Great Commission is given? Right. And these latter days begin uh, to uh, come about. Verse 3, you want to read that one for us? Yeah. He shall judge between many peoples and shall decide disputes for strong nations far away, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares. It's a very common verse. And their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. So... When the mountain of the Lord is established as the highest mountain and nations are streaming in to right. learn His law and to learn how to walk in His paths as the church teaches them, disciples right. them to right. observe all that He has commanded, right. it's not going to be an instantaneous situation. It's not going to happen in a boom. Mm-hmm. It is going to be gradual as He unfolds this promise and the gospel goes forth in a victory. Mm-hmm. And you can see in verse 3 that He's still going to be judging between these peoples and nations. He sits at the top as a judge, as a king like Solomon, mm. and they come to him, and by his law, he judges their disputes. He settles their contentions. Which doesn't work if this is after the second coming of Jesus and all death's been defeated and there is no more sin. Yeah, I, I personally cannot imagine how that fits into this text. Right. This has to it be can't. within human history. Right. Notice what he's going to do, and he shall decide disputes for nations far away. See, he's going to still be judging, still ruling, Mm -hmm. still making decisions, of course, by his law and Mm -hmm. by his word. Mm -hmm. And what will be the response to him settling these disputes and and making judgments and ruling with his scepter? What will be the uh, result? And they shall beat their swords into plowshares. No more war. They're not going to have as much use for swords. What? Right. This right. is not instantaneous that the whole world immediately does this. Right. But those nations which go to him and desire his paths and are taught his law and are discipled by the church, that's mm-hmm. our commission, mm-hmm. they will, over time, not have as much need for swords right. and then will need more plows mm-hmm. because there will be harvest, there will be abundance, mm-hmm. there will be blessing, Amen. there will be productivity, Amen. there will be the feeding of, of the hungry and the healing of the sick plowshares, abundance. Mm. And not only plowshares, but they're going to need pruning hooks as well because they're not just sowing fields of barley and grain, Mm. but they have grapevines. You know what a pruning hook is. They, that's something that reaches up to the, to the branches, to the vines. Right. This is not just sustenance. This is abundance. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. This is milk and honey. This is bread and wine. Mm. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. That gives me chills. This is good news. Right, right. This is pure peace. good news. Ooh. They shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Because mm. they don't need it. Man, what a profound thought. Now, 
I would encourage everyone to hear this, to not determine whether or not this is true in human history by what they see in the, in the news. Right. You can't right. look out over the promised land and dwell on the giants. You have to dwell on the promises. Right. And go. Our experience is not a good gauge of what is true. Absolutely. Our experience is limited. Right. Our perception is weak. The heart is deceitful. The giants are big. Right. Right. Good thing we got those five smooth stones, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we shall not learn more anymore. That's how ex- extensive his peace and his reign shall be. Mm-hmm. There is coming a time, as far as we can tell from these verses, and we are open to what other interpretations people might like to, um, to offer, but from what we can see here in these verses, there's going to come a time in the latter days when nations will be peaceful and at peace and stop fighting. Amen. Wow. Amen. Verse 4. But they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Sustenance. Mm. Abundance. Vines, fig trees, no fig fear. <laughs> That's how you know you're really blessed, is with some fig news. Uh, some people would call those curses. <laughs> <laughs> but also security. No one shall make them afraid. Mm. Who's going to do this? Who's going to pull this off? The mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Amen. The Lord of armies. That's it. The Lord of angel armies, Mm -hmm. the Lord Mm -hmm. of the church militant, marching forth with the gospel of Jesus Christ that the gates of Hades cannot withstand. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. spoken. It's done. The sword comes forth from his mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He has spoken. Amen. Amen. Verse 5. For all the peoples walk, each in the name of its God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. So you see, he is giving us this good news promise regarding the future, right? and he is using it as a basis to motivate them to live rightly today. Right. He says, the nation still, the peoples, they still walk in idolatry, but we're going to walk in the name of our Lord forever and ever. Mm. We we march forward with hope Mm -hmm. in victory. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's this promise of victory that tells us that our current labors are not in vain. Right. That we're not wasting our time. We're not right. spinning our wheels. Right. right. They will be persuaded. They will be won. Mm-hmm. The giants will be defeated. I need to know that the giants will be defeated right. if I'm going to make war with them. Amen. Amen. I need to have the promise of the gospel in my heart as the, as the engine mm-hmm. of dominion, of mm-hmm. victory, of advance. Right, right. I, David needs to know that Goliath cannot stand mm-hmm. because of the promises of God. What is David's energy? What is his power? It's his belief in the promises of God. Right. This land is our land. He knows it. Who is this Gentile dog that would speak against the God of Israel? Right. That's the power he has, Right. the hope that he has that enables him to engage in holy war well, it's and like, to be victorious. It's like Joshua and Caleb whenever they're outside of the land, and they're like, no, we can take them. Right. I know they're big. It's fine. God said we can do it, so we can. The same promise is being made here. The mouth of the Lord has spoken, period. Absolutely. It's and if you take away these promises mm. of victory in history, you really do take away a large percentage of our, of our motivation, Amen. of our power. Faith is the victory which overcomes the world. Right. Right. If we have no faith, we do not overcome. Mm. Take heart, for I have already overcome the world. Amen. But there's giants. I have already overcome the world. Go right. forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. All authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. Go. 
Teach them my law. Amen. Show them my ways. You will be victorious. Isn't that something? Um, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. We it, see this shalom, this peace extending out all over the world. Go in, ahead. In that day, declares the Lord, I will assemble the lame and gather those who have been driven away, and those whom I have afflicted, and the lame I will make the remnant. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And those who were cast off, a strong nation, and the Lord will reign over them on Mount Zion from this time forth and forevermore. All right. So here we see how this will be inaugurated. See, this is what the first century uh, Jews didn't quite see. Mm -hmm. They expected the kingdom to come, to come with a boom. But we learn that it comes as a mustard seed. It comes mm -hmm. as leaven, mm -hmm. that God plans to unfold gradually his promises over earth. The rock strikes and grows. Yep. This, he he ch has chosen from the very beginning of time to do this. He could have created the world in a big bang, but instead he chose to do it in six days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he, co he could have defeated death and inaugurated the new creation instantaneously, but he chose to do it in three days and three nights mm -hmm. in the tomb. Mm -hmm. You see, he unfolds his promises gradually, mm -hmm. which gives us a test of faith. Mm. which provides us a, a battlefield Ooh. to be tested, Ooh. to persevere. Ooh. He could have brought them out of Egypt and straight into the Promised Land, but instead he chose to give them a, a time of testing. Could have a time wiped of, all the Canaanites away himself, could have done all that. He could, but instead yeah. he gave them the deed to the land and said, take dominion. Doesn't that mirror our Christian walk too, like the process of sanctification? It's Amen. not an overnight thing, it doesn't right. happen, it's a... You, the seed of faith is planted, and it's grown right. into a tree of sanctification, right. if you will. Amen. Amen. And you have to have the promise of your ultimate glorification as a basis of hope right. to keep on keeping you on. You something right. to look forward to. Right. Yeah. Amen. Right. We're going to make it through this. The victory is secure. Goliath will fall, so let's fight. Amen. Amen. Well, you, it, the waters of the Red Sea do not part until after they take their first step. Right. Mm -hmm. But they only take their first step if they believe the promise. Hmm. Mm. That's, That's why I uh, continue to press this point mm -hmm. about eschatological hope, mm. about victory in history, because I have firmly convinced that it is the basis of our, uh, of our being faithful to the mission. Amen. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean people can't be intellectually schizophrenic. Sure. We all are to some degree. Sure. But why be if we don't have to? Mm-hmm. But notice what it says here in verses 6 and 7. It shows us that when he inaugurates this in that day, which I would take to be the coming of Jesus Christ in the first advent, in that day, right? this is not um, the time period called the latter days, but in that day, he's going to assemble a ragtag group of lame, outcast, afflicted mm -hmm. nobodies as a remnant. Mm -hmm. Is that not what happened? Mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. take a few mixed-breed Galileans, I'll take a few fishermen, I'll take a few nobodies, mm -hmm. and I'll make them a remnant. Mm -hmm. You see, he doesn't mm -hmm. come with a boom. He doesn't start off like that. He starts off with 12 disciples. Amen. Reconfiguring the tribes of Israel to establish the new humanity. He would start off with a ragtag group of nobodies. Isn't that what 1 Corinthians says? Not many of you are weak. Not many of you are wise. Right. But he has chosen the nobodies, the lame, the ragtag. What kingdom inaugurates his rule with a, a small group of lame nobodies? Mm. Nobody. Mm. What king decides to win with the 300 of Gideon? Right. What king decides to beat the Philistines with Jonathan and his armor bearer doing 
you know, nothing but just stepping forward in faith. That's right. That's right. Amen. He does. Why does God work this way? Because he wants all the glory. That's right. Because then he can take all the glory. That's why the kingdom starts off small. Mm -hmm. That's why when you enter into the kingdom of heaven as an individual, you enter in knowing just how lame you really are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No reason to boast. Right. And and anything that he makes of you is all his glory. Amen. And he's going to make this remnant, this ragtag group of lame, this remnant, he's going to turn them into a strong nation. Mm. See that? Mm -hmm. From this time forth, that day, and forevermore. But it's not just the kingdom which starts off so um, tiny. Look at, um, at chapter 5, verse 2, Micah chapter 5, verse 2. It's not just the kingdom that starts off small, but the king, he too starts off small, doesn't he? Hmm. You but know this verse, don't you? Maybe. Verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah. That was pretty good. <laughs> Who are too little to be among the plans of among the clans of Judah? For you shall come forth to me, one who is to be a ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. The ancient one, the eternal one, mm. will inaugurate his kingdom mm-hmm. in Bethlehem in a manger. Mm. Oh man! Too little to be even named among the clans of Judah. Mm. Mm-hmm. You see, it's not just the kingdom that starts off small. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. the king himself that does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is how God has chosen to do things. This is why we must never despise the day of small beginnings. Mm -hmm. Amen. This is why when we are surrounded by the enemy, we need to have confidence that God has them right where he wants them. Amen. This is why even in our own country, for example, we anticipate continued judgment. Mm Mm-hmm. We recognize that the church seems to be surrounded by the enemies of the Lord, Mm -hmm. but we must never forget that when the church is surrounded by the enemies of the Lord, he has them right where he wants them. Because he loves to start off. He loves to win with nobodies. Yeah, absolutely. Because then he gets the glory. It's the ultimate underdog story. Amen. It's the ultimate underdog story. Amen. Verse 4. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, and in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. He will be born in Bethlehem, but he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of Yahweh, Mm. in the majesty of the name of the Lord. He will begin as a baby, Mm -hmm. but it will not end that way. It will end with security to the ends of the earth, Mm -hmm and he shall be their peace. Mm. Amen. Isn't that something? Amen. That's awesome. That's good news for the future. It's great news. Mm, Good Christmas episode. There you go. Look at that. Good Christmas episode. Guys, thank you all again so much for joining us for another episode of Rapture Radio. You can find all of our episodes of all of our podcasts on our website, or you can go to sermonaudio.com, search the keyword, We Are Christ Church, and you can find more resources from us there as well. If you enjoy what you're listening to, we ask you that you would review us anywhere that you're listening to podcasts, share us with your friends, and we will see you all next time.